Moncrief on News Talk. The album Led Zeppelin 4 isn't actually called that at all. You could argue that it's not called anything. But given that it came after Led Zeppelin 3, that's what the fans called it. But that's not the only mysterious aspect of the album. Another is the picture on the front cover of a man weighed down by a massive bunch of sticks tethered to his back. But why? And who was he? Well, the mystery appears to have been solved. Brian Edwards is a historian with the University of the West of England. Good afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon. Uh, so, uh, in, in in its original iteration, Brian, what is the title of this photograph? Um, well, um, the, the, the the black and white photograph um, that was in the album that I encountered had the title "A Wiltshire Thatcher." So, our man on the cover of um, Led Zeppelin Four was apparently in origin a Wiltshire Thatcher in eighteen ninety two. Okay, and 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 do you know what his name was? Um, well, it was it was a process of elimination. Really, there were um, there were only thirty five or forty uh, Thatchers in Wiltshire at that time, and of, in the area of interest, he was the only man over sixty. So he sort of identified himself. Really, <laughs> he, he, his name was Lot Long. And he was 69 when that photograph was taken. My word. And he obviously was still working and, and he was a widower. Uh, yes, that's right. He'd been a widower for um, just over 20 years but at that point. Um, and uh, by the looks of it, he just, you know, he, he kept going. He, he had three children. Uh, they'd moved away. Um, two were certainly, uh, we tracked them down to Wales. Uh, they'd moved from Mere in Wiltshire um, to work in the steel industry. So um, he was probably on his own, although he was one of 10 children and his brother um, lived next door. His brother's name was David and he was named after their father, who was mm. also a Thatcher. Now, I suppose one of the striking things about the photograph, and a lot of people listening would would remember it, is that he, you know, he he's leaning forward, he's leaning on a stick, but that's a massive bunch of... Uh, sticks on his back so you know he looks like he's perhaps in some discomfort carrying it but posing for a photograph would because that would have taken a long time then indeed uh, at that time um you you, it wasn't an instant click and there wasn't anybody there with a camera phone um so it 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 did take a time you can almost see the pain in his face Mm. um (laughs) there's also as as several eagle-eyed um readers have have pointed out uh, the material on his back isn't thatching material so he was collecting other materials perhaps to make spars with hurdles or pea sticks brooms who knows Um, but but um what from my understanding of of, um from our experts in that particular area that that uh, elderly thatchers often stopped working on roofs and did all the other jobs instead so hence, our man is caught with this bundle of sticks. Mm. So, so do we know who took the photograph? Yeah, um, the, the man who took the photograph, his name was Ernest. We didn't know any more than that, other than it was a West Country tour. And all the photographs are, are of really high quality. They're also very well framed. There's some scenic views. There are various architectural studies and there are a series of um, working rustic people. 
um, shall we say, mm. um, all from the 1890s, all in this particular period around 1892. Um, and there were over 300 earnest um, named, uh, Victorian photographers named Ernest working in this period. But I had a stroke of luck because I happen to recall that um, a lot of the early photographers who were really good were also chemists. And mm. I recalled from the depth of memory that there was a man around the mid-century who was working in Salisbury as a chemist who then opened a photography shop. His name was Robert Farmer. And so I, I just checked him out. And as it happens, he had three children. The middle one was called Ernest. And Ernest went on to become um, a teacher of photography at the Polytechnic in London. Ah, and so this um, series of photographs that, that Ernest took, did he, did he intend them to be a kind of a sociological study or did he intend it to be art? I, th- I think there's a, there's, a, there's a combination of all of those things um, there. And uh, he, he, he was a man who toured continually. He, he also went abroad a lot to take series of photographs. Um, he was obviously very, very good at his art. Um, he also uh, evidently had an awful lot of students. The number of students on the photography course outnumbered all the other students on all the other courses. Hmm. So, uh, you know, his his course was particularly popular. Yeah. Um, and, I th- and I think you, you, you're right in this respect that um, these studies, particularly of working people, was something that was in vogue at that time. The, phot- the photograph of the year in 1892 is a couple of um, rustic-looking chaps in a pub. Um, you know, that sort of thing had, had really sort of grabbed the interest of photographers and magazine ed- editors at that time. Yeah. Now, the, the, uh, and the, the photograph, and it was a colourised version of this, that Jimmy Page, uh, he, he just found that in, a, in, a, in a, an antique shop. Is that correct? Yeah, it was, well, it was, yeah, Jimmy Page had a house in Pangbourne on the Thames, and apparently he and... Robert Plant visited an antique shop nearby, whether in Pangbourne or Reading. Uh, and um, it was Plant who found this photograph and then they discussed it and put it on the album cover, along with art directors, of course. Mm. Um, but it, the interesting thing about that is that that particular photograph isn't very clear and it's been, as you say, it's been colourised. Well, um, the thing about this photograph, which is very crisp, it has in the corner a, uh, a fingerprint where it was produced. So we know it's the the original. And um, it's it's obviously much clearer. But this, was, this photographer was um, quite inventive and he was known in his own time for various advances in photography. And it wouldn't surprise us really if he was involved in colorizing. And of course... He could have actually um, given prints of this image to students to colorize, to practice. Yeah. And that would probably explain how it ends up in an antique shop in Reading, having originated in a dark room in in London. Um, in fact, um, I can give you a little bit of news that um, another copy of the photograph has turned up today. Oh. Um, uh, it's It's not as clear it's obviously a copy of a copy but it is undoubtedly a victorian uh uh, print on paper uh and it's more closely cropped than either of the colorized version or the original 
but you know this is this is this is wonderful stuff that that um you know readers and listeners are are mailing in with all sorts of interesting uh, information and new angles so so who knows we, yeah. we we may yet we may yet have much to discover it's fascinating stuff brian thank you so much for speaking with us today that was brian edwards there uh, an historian with the university of the west of england moncrief weekdays at 2 p.m on news talk